What I'd like to share with you this month is just why I believe in revival and revival tides and why I believe it's important for us to pray for outpourings of the Holy Spirit. Um, and because they are truly the way God transforms our nations, our cities, our counties, and makes them livable. So um, it's more than just having good churches, lots of people becoming Christians, and going to heaven. It's uh, a transformational impact that we have had in the past, but we've kind of forgotten that we've had this because of the revivals of the past. And as a result, we don't think of transformation as a part of the, the, the work of the Christian. Um, the kingdom of God comes because we're praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's not just about us going to heaven after we die. It's the whole kingdom uh, principle that somehow gets left out of our message, at least here in America, it seems to. So I, I first got this perspective as a pastor, young pastor, from a guy named Dick Simmons, who um, heard about uh, the, the great revival that was happening on the Isle of Lewis in Scotland in 1949 to 53. Uh, during that four years, uh, the presence of God was powerful, and the whole place was utterly transformed. And uh, by the way, my, my friend Tom Lenny has come out with a new book about that. So um, it's, a, it's a major, it was, it was for him a major awakening to realize what God does stuff like that. That's amazing. And so it put him on a track of researching these things and and he realized this has happened a lot more than we ever dreamed and his um his reaction from the very start i'm reading from shouted from the housetops by pat robertson um and they were living together uh, the the couples were living together in new york and when when they heard about this dick's response was Without revival, there's nothing, there's no hope. Well, that might seem rather extreme, but it's exactly what I've come to conclude as I've researched the same body of material. It's, it's like uh, God in his mercy sends revival and it lifts the whole tone of a society up and it reintroduces uh, righteousness, truth, justice, things like that, that we tend to lose sight of, and without that revival, there is no hope, because all we have is basic human depravity. We tend to forget that, but we're seeing it more and more worked out in our countries today, and uh, it's, it's not a, a pleasant scene. So in revival, things happen that don't happen at other times, and you can you can sort of lose sight of these things, but then God sends another season of revival, and, and they're all reintroduced. The Holy Spirit 
becomes the anointing that teaches. Um, that's First uh, John chapter two, and you have classrooms uh, of the Holy Spirit, and 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 that means Christians are discovering a teacher that brings the word back to life and. All these things that they thought, well, that's not for today. Suddenly, it's for today. Because the Holy Spirit is showing us it's for today. It's direct teaching of the Holy Spirit. It's classrooms to reintroduce things that Christians have forgotten. Then the, in revival, I believe there are angels that are sent to clear away demonic enter, entities. And... Um, you find that a whole different atmosphere over cities or over counties is, is introduced. Along with that, the awakening of conscience for many, many, many people. Suddenly, they discover there is right and wrong. There is truth and falsehood. There is morality and immorality. We have to choose, and and yet it's easier to choose what's right in these seasons of revival, probably because the Holy Spirit is replacing these other spiritual influences. And so there's a lot of righteousness coming back in to raise the tone of societies. So then there's judgments on sin industries, whole sin industries wiped out almost overnight. People not committing crimes anymore and police have nothing to do uh, because there's no crime. Uh, if you can imagine that, but that's often what has happened during seasons of revival. And finally, people receive kingdom destinies. So it might have been just wasting their lives and suddenly revival happens and we are created in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared beforehand that we might walk in them. We discover what those good works are. The Holy Spirit is there calling to people for their kingdom destiny, and they'll spend the rest of their lives doing something completely different, but it's for the Lord. It's for the Lord's eternal kingdom work instead of wasting our lives just collecting stuff. So my mentor trained me in this and um, not only taught, but, um, sh you know, he worked with me and a bunch of other people uh, to, to pray revival in. And um, so I had a chance to see, does this stuff really work? Um, is this real or is it just stories? And guess what? It turned out to be real. We prayed against uh, a, the greatest cult. Uh, we asked God to judge the cult, uh, the Rajneesh Param cult. And for a year and a half, we prayed in Oregon with Dick Simmons leading us. And for a year and a half, we saw nothing, no sign of any uh, uh, answers. But then all of a sudden, uh, God answered that prayer. So one of the important lessons that I learned was uh, from Dick. He said, pray until. If you don't see it right away, which you probably won't if it's a real kingdom prayer, um, keep on praying, keep on praying, keep on praying until you see it happen. So pray until was an important lesson. And, uh, and by the time we left uh, Oregon, 
uh, on the very day that we left Oregon, in fact, uh, the Rajneesh Param community was broken up. Um, the leaders fled the community and were arrested and, and exported from our country. And, uh, and the, the, the property of the cult was bought and, and then uh, given to uh, Young Life as a place for discipling uh, kids. And it's the biggest discipleship camp in the world today. Now that's what I call transformation. So I saw power. I saw it work. I saw the kingdom come in a way that I didn't think happened before. And I thought Christianity is just about churches, right? Doing Sunday services. But now I'm seeing there's a thing called the kingdom of God. His kingdom and his righteousness on earth as it is in heaven. It's not a religion. It's a transformation of our whole society and our whole life in cities and in counties and in countries. So I began to change my idea of what Christianity is really all about. And I got to Richmond and here Richmond was uh, second highest murder rate in the nation. Um, and so we went to work doing kingdom praying. We brought Dick Simmons down. He had moved to Washington, D.C. From, from Washington State. And so we brought him down and he mentored many of us. Um, Wellington Boone and I uh, shared in the leadership doing kingdom prayer to see what would happen. Does this work? Is there power? And guess what? There it was. There was. And uh, we saw uh, a group of Christians, about five, six hundred Christians, gather together, pray, pray against the murders, and murders stopped for one month solid. Not a single murder in the city of Richmond. And God was showing us this is what happens when you do kingdom prayers. You gather together. And I, I learned another uh, principle here. Okay, the first principle, pray until. So we prayed quite a long time for that. But then it happened. But then the Moses-Joshua principle was the second thing taken from Exodus 17, where Joshua was, was fighting in the valley and Moses was on the mountain and he was raising his hands, which was a symbol of the prayers of the royal priesthood. And as long as the prayers continue, the battle in the, in, the, in the valley is favorable. It goes well. Soon as the praying stops, the intercessors get tired, the battle starts going the other direction and the enemy wins. So what that is a lesson that, was, that God was teaching is the importance of the royal priesthood. So Jesus created the church as his royal priesthood. Uh, and uh, we see that in 1 Peter 2 and uh, Revelation chapter 1. And, uh, and, and a house of prayer for all nations. We're supposed to be the, the Moseses. Uh, there are police, there are armies, there are people on the ground uh, who are in charge of a battle against sin and wickedness that destroys uh, 
everybody's joy. And, uh, and so this is what we learned, that there's both Moses and Joshua. They're both important. Um, so it's not prayer or the police in this case. It's the prayers and the police. It's the saints doing the higher work, and it's the police on the ground fighting crime. And so that's what worked. And by golly, you know, Richmond's murder rate came way down and stayed down for years and years. So um, again, we're learning this stuff really works. I mean, it's uh, pray f for the kingdom of God and the Holy Spirit to come and change people's hearts. Okay, so now then, a guy named George Otis came along much more recently, late 1990s, and he began to introduce his transformation videos. And uh, I discovered that uh, God has been doing these revivals all around the world. And uh, of course, you don't realize it until someone like George Otis comes along and he makes a video of it and interviews people and shows what happened. And all these places are experiencing true revival, as, as I've been describing, that I learned from Dick Simmons. But now here, George Otis is showing it happening today. My favorite, uh, my favorite story that he showed in his transformation videos, and I'm going to just tell the story real quick, because I found that a lot of the younger generation that don't have never seen these uh, transformation vi videos. And so here's Almalanga, Guatemala, and it's a, a town of, of uh, Guatemalan Indians. And um, they have decided to worship a god named Mashimon. And uh, he, this Mashimon is worshipped in a, a shrine and at the center of the shrine is a mannequin wearing a cowboy hat and cowboy outfit. But behind that is a principality, a spiritual principality that keeps everybody in that place absolutely miserable. Drunks, violent people, uh, unhappy marriages, everything you could imagine, uh, crimes of all sorts. And uh, until a guy comes along, and several people really come along, and begin to do kingdom prayers. And they don't get discouraged, but they keep on praying. So the praying until is a principle. And um, uh, pretty soon, uh, miracles begin to happen. Holy Spirit begins to, to be poured out in um, one little church, and more and more people pray. And pretty soon, there is literally a victory of the kingdom of God and the god Mashimon is um, no longer evident anywhere in the town. And uh, everybody is worshiping Jesus. Everybody is far more happy and peaceful because of that. In fact, um, what, God, what George shows and God did was to make the whole surrounding area extremely fertile. And so you should see the video. Massive cauliflowers carrots as big as your arm, um, just a, a tremendous explosion of fertility so that all of these Indians, they're now farmers and 
they're buying big diesel trucks to export their the crops everywhere around the area, making a lot of money. There's a prosperity that cannot be denied and, and, and a happiness and a joy. Well, this is just one story that George tells. There are probably 15 to 20 others that he tells in his transformation videos. And this all, you know, uh, it becomes more relevant to me because George and I have connected up with his most recent transformation video, which he's calling The Gates of White Clay. And it's about the, the revival that is in progress at Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, a very important place in Native American history. But um, uh, George and I have been uh, working on uh, developing this move of God. I mean, in, other, in other words, developing the kind of prayer that uh, it would, would lead to this. It really isn't either one of us that has pioneered this, but a lady named Norma Blacksmith uh, an Oglala lady that, that Jesus came to at a certain point 20-some years ago and said, I need you to return to your people and pray, and I will guide you in your prayers. So she, she said yes, and she did that. And, and the result has been astonishing, astonishing transformation of the community of white clay, which is on the southern border of the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Uh, I'm pretty much out of time, but I'm just going to say that right now it's happening. And um, I'm privileged to work with George Otis. I want to brag on him a little bit. I think that he's got a very unique calling on his life. And when his next vid video comes out, I want to encourage you to look for it, The Gates of White Clay. Um, at the Sentinel Group is his website, and uh, I'll try to make uh, you aware of it as we go along. So um, I'm excited about what God is doing right now. And all these principles, they're relevant because they transform people's lives in whole communities, in whole regions of a country. I, I would like you to get a hold of this so that it becomes hopeful enough that you do the praying. You get the idea. Um, Christians need to become kingdom people, not just churchgoers. That's what it's all about.